More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, And I'm Lisa Popcheck, And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, a dynamic domestic church. Do you want to have a more rewarding, faithful family life? We've got the answers you're looking for. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, a dynamic domestic church. You know, Catholic families are called domestic churches, and that's just not a name for Catholic families. It's actually what Catholic families are called to become. It doesn't just happen automatically. It becomes uh, possible through God's grace and certain things that we need to do as Catholic families. And uh, unfortunately, those things can sometimes be challenging, <laughs> like celebrating our faith at home or yeah. really trying to find ways to encounter Christ more meaningfully at home, um, working together to take care of each other and really live out that uh, the Christian love in our household and with those we meet. I mean, it sounds beautiful, but when it comes to actually living it out, that's where it becomes challenging. So if you're struggling in any way, to live your faith at home, to celebrate your faith with your spouse or kids. If you're unequally yoked in some way with your spouse or your kids are pushing back against your faith or your values or your your rules, maybe you're struggling with family prayer or other challenges that make it hard to be a faithful parent or raise godly, good, moral kids, let us help. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Let us help you create a more loving, connected, caring, faithful Catholic home. And you know, maybe it's never occurred to you that you have to, <laughs> because honestly, there's there's a history, at least here in the United States, where Catholics were really taught that they had to not be loud in any way, shape, or form about their Catholic faith because we were persecuted. If you were Catholic, you might not get a job. And so we learned to adjust to that, and we said, well, we won't we won't make a big deal out of this. We'll go to church on Sundays, we'll do what we can, and we'll send the kids to Catholic school if we're able, and they'll take care of passing on the faith. And as long as we go to church on Sunday, we're holding on to our faith. And that's been for few generations now for for families who have been here that long and so we haven't most of us been raised in a in a way that teaches us how to bring our faith in christ and the wisdom of the catholic church into our homes we just haven't been taught how 
And we can see in society where that's taken us. And we know, most of us, that something is lacking in our homes. We are exhausted. We are frazzled. We don't have the answers when we're trying to deal with our spouse and our children and our parents and all the things. Thanks be to God, the church does. And there's ways to bring God and his peace into our homes. And if that sounds something like something you're yearning for in your heart or need in your home, we're here to help you get those skills today. And it's not just about bringing more devotions into your home, although they're wonderful. It's about really bringing Christ into your home as a member of the family who can guide you along the way. And we're here for you today on More to Life for any of your questions, no matter what generation you're in, whether you're just starting to parent, you've been parenting for a long time, or you're a grandparent that's saying, how do I help pass my faith down now? We're here for you today. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. You know, we we, uh, have conversations like this every day with Catholic families on the Catholic HOM app. Catholic stands for Households on Mission. Uh, And it's a great opportunity for families to come together and get ongoing pastoral accompaniment from our whole team of pastoral counselors, tons of great resources. But the best thing is really just the questions that our Catholic home community posts to the app and and the, the feedback we're able to give them and the conversations we're able to have. If you'd like to continue this conversation there, you can become a premium member of the Catholic home community. Uh, by going to catholichom.com. Again, that stands for Catholic Households on Mission. Uh, Or downloading the app uh, at your Android or uh, Apple Store. But become a premium member to enjoy all the benefits and the pastoral accompaniment. We'd love to see you there at catholichom.com. But we're taking your calls right here, right now at 877-573-7825. We're talking about what it means for a family to be a dynamic domestic church, an outpost of grace and God's love in a hurting world, and how to experience that that grace, that faith, that love in your homes first, and how to share that with each other, and you know how to be that, that sign of God's love in the world too. And there's no better place to work that out than right here on More to Life on the EWTN radio network, where you can talk to us live, give us all the details, and we can give you new skills and new guidance and connect you with God's grace Live, right here, tailored to you. So give us a call today at 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, um, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections on creation, salvation history, uh, the Gospels, and revealed how those things point to God's plan for leading a more abundant life, and having healthier, holier relationships. We have a tendency to separate our home life from our spiritual life. Prayer tends to be something that we either do on our own or at church. But the theology of the body reminds us that spirituality has to be at the heart of everything we do and at the center of our relationships especially our marriage and family life, because that's how we learn to listen to him and love like him. The family's meant to be a domestic church, which is an outpost of God's love and grace in a very hurting world. But 
that doesn't just happen by accident. It only happens when we come together as a family and ask God to teach us to be the family He wants us to be. When we don't engage in regular couple or family prayer and create ways to invite Christ to be a meaningful part of our everyday family lives, we actually miss out on 99% of the ways God communicates His love and grace to us through the vocation of marriage and family life. You know, ultimately, living our faith at home means treating God as if He was the most important member of our family. Talking to Him together as a family throughout the day as if He was right there in our room, because He is. (laughs) Asking Him to teach us how to love each other the way He wants us to, instead of just with our broken human love. Praising Him for the little blessings of the day asking him for help with the challenges we face as we try to care for each other, creating little rituals that allow the faith to be the source of the warmth in our home, and cultivating a meaningful relational approach to family spirituality and family life so that God's part of everything we do, and family life can be the domestic church that we're called to be. Now, you know, again, that sounds beautiful in theory, but... Family life is crazy and busy and messy and all kinds (laughs) of stuff. And, you know, it's hard to actually live this out. So let's talk about what it means to be a domestic church. Are you struggling to celebrate your faith at home with your spouse or your kids? Maybe you feel like you're unequally yoked with your spouse, even if they're Catholic. Maybe they're not in the same place as you are in your faith. Maybe your kids push back against your faith or values or, or the rules you apply to try to help them be godly, moral kids. Maybe you're struggling with family prayer or encountering other challenges that make it hard to be a faithful parent raising good, godly kids. Whatever the situation you're facing, let us help you build a more dynamic domestic church today on More to Life. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we bring our families to you, and we ask you to bless them and transform our crazy, busy, messy families into dynamic domestic churches, where we can encounter your love more meaningfully in our homes, where we can be those outposts of love and grace in a hurting world. Help us, Lord, to be the families that you want us to be. Help us to love each other with more than our broken human love. Help us to love each other with the love that flows from your heart, so that in everything we do, we can consecrate it and allow it to become a little way of holiness that challenges us to to love more, to connect more deeply, to reach out to each other and to the world in ways that allow us to be your blessing in the world. Bless our families and consecrate them so that we can be transformed into the dynamic domestic churches you call us to be, outposts of grace in the world, bringing your light to everyone. We ask all this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the Father, Father, the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life. A dynamic domestic church. You know, maybe you've not even heard the term before, but, but Catholic families are called to be domestic churches. 
outposts of grace and, and God's love in the world. And how do we start living that out in our homes? Let's talk it out and overcome the challenges you're facing to experiencing Christ and his love in your household. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Marisol, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Colorado on the EWTN app. And a member of the Catholic Home Community. Hey, Marisol, welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out? Hi. um, I have a five-year-old daughter, and she's her spiritual gift is compassion, and she's mm. extremely empathetic and feels emotion very, very deeply. And I've been struggling lately um, because she's been getting into, I guess the best way to describe it is like a, a victim mentality where she's like, I don't feel loved, or I'm not loved, or, you know, if, if something... And can you tell me when that tends to happen? Things. Like, give me an example of a situation where that might occur. Um. So... If I tell her, oh, Clara, you know, if I give some kind of correction, mm-hmm. right away she takes it as she made a huge mistake ah, and that mm-hmm. she doesn't feel loved. Okay. And I've been trying to, I've tried different things where, you know, I tell her to, because what I want for her to know is her dignity and love in God, first and mm-hmm. foremost. Sure. And so just helping her, like, you know, first god loves you and always remember mommy loves you daddy loves you or sometimes if she fights with her brother she's like he doesn't love me and just trying to remind her okay. how much she really is loved but it it i don't know what to do to help yeah. her break out of that spot. sure well yeah. look, i mean the, the, the problem is she's five and she doesn't really know what love means right most of us don't i'm sorry like there are people who are 85, and we're That's never true. really taught what it meant. You know, I, you know, for a five-year-old, they think it means that you make me feel good. Now, yeah. Of course, I know some 25 and 45 and 55 and 85-year-old people who, who were taught thing. that lesson as well. You know, so so she thinks that, you know, I, when I, to be loved feels good. And it does, right? I mean, generally speaking, when we feel loved, we feel good. But, but here's a kind con- and we talk about this, actually, in Parenting Your Kids with Grace, um, but this is a really good conversation to have with, with kids about this age, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, a time when she's not saying this. Pick a time when things are kind of calm, okay? And and you ask her, honey, do you love me? You said her name, Clara. Clara, do you love me? Like, yeah. Well, well, what does that mean? And she's going to kind of look at you funny and talk, I don't know. Or she'll say something. But I say, well, let me, let me ask you this, Clara. When, when, I'm, when I'm hugging you and, and, and cuddling, you know, we're having a nice time to get, am I, am I loving you then? Yeah. Okay. Um, when we play games together, am I loving you then? Yeah. Well, when you're sick and I have to give you that really yucky medicine, am I loving you then? Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about those times when when you do something wrong and I have to tell you how to how to be better? She might say no, or she might say, you know, but but it's good with yeah, I guess. So so Clara, you know what what do all those things have in common? No, she's not going to know, but it's good to ask the question. And you answer, well, to love, all those things have in common that, that I'm helping you be your best. You know, when I'm cuddling you, I'm helping you be your best. And when I'm playing games with you and having fun with you, I'm helping you be your best. And when you're sick and I'm giving you medicine, I'm helping you be healthier and be your best. And when you're making mistakes and I have to correct you, I'm helping you be your best. To love somebody means that I'm promising to help you be your best. Now, sometimes that's hard, 
and sometimes it feels good. But as long as somebody's helping you do the best and be your best, they're loving you. So then, Marisol, what I want you to do is follow that up. You know, with little, you know, how, how do you, you know, how can you help the family be their best? And how do I help you be your best? And, and identify different things that you do. Some of them that are fun, some of them that are a little bit harder. Right, and then when she's feeling sad or she's feeling criticized or she's feeling on the outs, you know, and she says, well, I don't feel loved, you know, then you ask her, you know, well, you know, are we helping you be your best right now? Is, and, 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 you know, and sometimes she won't know, right? And that gives you a chance to really kind of clarify that and explain how what you're doing is helping her be her best self and keep bringing her around to that. But right now, it's not, a, it's, you know, when, when little kids use words, they don't necessarily mean the same things that, that we mean when we say them. And so it's important to really kind of check what does she mean by those words. And so helping her at this age understand what love really is, that it's more than just feeling good around a person. It's, it's that promise. When I say I love you, it means I'm always going to help you be your best. And when you say you love me, you're, gonna, you're promising to help me be my best by doing the things that you're asked to do. Well, exactly. You know, you can show her opportunities where she's doing a loving act even when it's harder for her. So when she stops playing and she helps dust the living room with you or she makes sure that, you know, she's watching after a younger sibling if she has one, you know, for a couple of minutes while you have your eyes off in the same room. Little things like that where she's saying, I'm going to do something that doesn't seem cuddly and fun but it's also a really loving act and that we're all meant to help each other grow in that through the really soft, loving, wonderful things that we experience, which she has this wonderful gift for, but also those things that we have to kind of buckle down in our own determination to do for each other and accept from one another. By the way, I was mistaken earlier. We actually have this, we talk about this uh, in Beyond the Birds and the Bees, uh, uh, where in, in, cause we take a developmental approach to teaching the Catholic vision of love to kids. And this is one of the first and most important lessons that we can teach our kids, what love really means working for the good of another person helping them be their best well i have to say marisol greg's absolutely right because this moment where you have this child who has this beautiful spiritual heart and all of this empathy being able to start to teach her this at five will last her lifetime and you'll be amazed at how much it will protect her even as she goes into her dating years where she'll begin to see is somebody just trying to make me feel good to use me or are they actually working for my good and am I working for theirs so this will resound with her for years to come so I'm thrilled with your call today. Yeah because you'll be able to build on it in all the interactions in your family and it'll be something for you all to reflect on whether you're really being loving to each other or not. All right, thanks, Marisol. If there's more that we can do for you here, don't hesitate to call us back. But as a member of the Catholic Home uh, community, feel free to post any follow-up questions in the Home Builders Forum. Our whole team will be there for you to, uh, to follow up with you and, and help guide you through this. But thanks so much for the question. And listeners, uh, again, if you'd like to join Marisol as part of the Catholic Home community, you can go to catholichom.com and become a premium member of Catholic Home and let us accompany you every day in questions like this and all the questions that come up in building a dynamic domestic church. we got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls at 877-573-7825. Our topic today is a dynamic domestic church. You know, how can a family... Uh, even a crazy, busy, messy family like, like ours and yours be that outpost of grace and God's love? How do we actually help to experience Christ more meaningfully in our homes? How can we push, uh, deal with 
our spouse or kids pushing back against family prayer or our rules or faith, give us a call, 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue coming up after the break. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Finding good health care, encouragement for healthier living, or solid spiritual direction can be frustrating. That's why the Catholic Healthcare Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering a health-sharing option. Curo's Christ-centered wellness services include Catholic wellness coaching, spiritual direction, and a Catholic community supporting your health and wellness needs. Visit cmfcuro.com to learn more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. He was a pope, a saint, and a doctor of the church. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. Pope St. Gregory I the Great is one of only four popes honored as the Great. Among his many achievements was sending missionaries across northern Europe, especially St. Augustine of Canterbury, who brought Christ to the people of England. In a pun, Pope Gregory called the English people angels. He died in 604. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today our show is titled A Dynamic Domestic Church as we talk about what it means for a Catholic family to be a domestic church and how do you overcome the obstacles with discipline or living your faith at home or marriage problems or any of the other issues that get in the way of experiencing Christ's love and grace in your home. 877-573-573. 7825. Joining us right now, Jacob Flores Popchak. He is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. He's also the host with Father Gabriel Toretta of the Faith and Arts podcast, Created Things. Jacob, welcome to More to Life. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, we talk a lot about God at home. I, you know, we, we, we try to, at least. But, but how do we move from just talking about Him to actually experiencing Him at home? Well, I, I think... In order to experience Him authentically at home, we have to be willing to experience ourselves and each other authentically at home. Um, I I think oftentimes our inability to experience God authentically, rather than just talking about Him, really is because we're, we're not comfortable being vulnerable with each other. And so talking about God becomes kind of just another way in which I'm pretending to have it all together and and to present kind of a a cohesive mask to my kids or to my partner, you know, 
and and I like to cut right through this by encouraging people when they talk about God to really start off with the phrase, I don't know, let's find out together. You know, kids will ask you questions about your faith. Your spouse sometimes will want to bring up struggles that they're having with the faith. And, and I talk to so many people who feel like they have to have a coherent answer ready in advance, but that's talking about God. That's not talking to God. And well, can I fact, jump in for I, just I a second? You know, one, one of the things that is, that's occurring to me as you're talking, I mean, we sure, families sure. could even be applying this to, uh, you know, difficult decisions with regard to, I don't know, discipline issues or, or choices as a family. You know, the, when, when families are disagreeing about what to do, or, well, you know what, I don't know. Let's take it to God and pray about what he might want us to do. Yeah, and so so I would immediately start off with that person, you know, just opening up in prayer and saying, hey, God, we love you a lot. We don't know the answer to this question. I have my ideas. They have their ideas. Some of our ideas are probably right. Some of our ideas are probably wrong. Help us to help us to find the truth. And then maybe we do read a book together and we, you know, book club style. Maybe we do watch a video together. But even when we read you know, some resource or watch some video, we're not going to just take that and go, okay, that's what the church teaches, that's what God is, <laughs> right? No, we're going to sit down, we're going we're gonna to talk about it, and we're going to continue to pray that way. Hey, you know, Junior, what did you think of that video? What parts did you like? What parts did you think were dumb? You know, what, what does it mean to sense? you? How, how, what other questions yeah. do you have? Yeah. Right. What about me? What, what, what questions do I have? Am I confident in vulnerability enough to state the parts that I thought were good and dumb and confusing and right and wrong to my child or to my spouse in an authentic way, recognizing that I'm not the final authority, so me expressing those human things doesn't mean that it's wrong, it just means I'm expressing my confusion or my struggle and I'm, ex- and I'm letting my, my person, whether that's my kid or my partner or whatever, See that it's okay to struggle that way. Let's remember that to be a children of uh, a child of Israel literally means to wrestle with God. This is the kind of relationship that God wants to have with us, and and this is the kind of relationship that we need to therefore have with the members of yeah, our. You're, you're referencing that you know, when God changed Jacob's name to Israel. Israel literally means he wrestled with God, and it's it's mm-hmm. the kind of relationship that God wants with us and our and our families. Beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you, Jacob. Absolutely. Appreciate your time. Always, always a pleasure to talk with you. And if folks would like to learn more about his good work, you can go to catholiccounselors.com. You can also tune in to his podcast with Father Gabriel Toretta, the Faith and Arts podcast, Created Things. We are taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825. Our title of the show today is A Dynamic Domestic Church. You know, what does it mean for a Catholic family to be a domestic church? We're talking about overcoming the obstacles to living your faith at home, push back from your kids against faith and values, all those issues that make being a graceful Catholic home difficult. 877-573-7825. We have something that stands in utter contrast to the lies of this world. It's called the Word of God. The Word of God is what demolishes all that sets itself up as an opponent to the good, the true, and the beautiful all that sets itself up as an opponent to Christ Jesus. The Word of God is given to us so that we have something to hold on to that's true in all circumstances. We always have a place where we can wash ourselves in the regenerating waters of Scripture. We have a place to retreat to. 
where we can cling to what is true. The Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and spirit, of the joint and the marrow, and it's judge and critic of the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I want to welcome you, if you're not familiar, with the wonderful world of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What will America become if it makes it impossible for the Holy Spirit to work here because of untruth and self-indulgence and paganism? This is not just a nice discussion of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because I'm going to discuss what happens when people make it impossible to be prudent, just, or honest, or brave, or courageous, or reverent. When people make that impossible, what a terrible thing they do not only to themselves, but to our society. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. And I'm Lisa Popcheck. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. The key to being effective at handling conflict is keeping a close eye on our own emotional temperature. On a scale of 1 to 10, you never want to allow yourself to get over a 7, especially when you're in disagreement with someone. How do you know when you're getting too hot? One of the first behavioral signs that we are approaching a seven on our emotional temperature scale is that we start to speak and act too quickly for our brain to keep up. We start to trip over our words. We make silly, avoidable mistakes like knocking over a glass that we're reaching for. When our emotional temperature gets too high, we lose track of details, which makes it harder to solve problems and often makes us do and say things that make problems even worse. To lower your stress temperature, one deceptively simple technique is to deliberately slow down. Speak a little more slowly than you want to. Or instead of thinking of all the things you have to do next, focus your mind on what you're doing now. Consciously slowing down lets your thinking brain catch up with your feeling brain, which lets your whole brain work on resolving the conflict. To learn more, check out our book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled, A Dynamic Domestic Church. You know, that phrase, domestic church, is how Catholic, the Catholic Church refers to families. But what does it mean? Well, what it means is a family that's united in some way, even in a small way, through sacramental grace, and committed to trying to live out the Christian vision of love in their homes and with other people in the world. And that sounds beautiful on paper. <laughs> but, but how do you do it? <laughs> yeah. So if you're struggling to celebrate your faith at home in any way, if you feel like maybe you're unequally yoked with your spouse or your kids are pushing back against your faith or values, if you're struggling with things like family prayer or other challenges that, that make it hard to be a 
faithful parent raising godly, good, moral kids. We want to help you be that outpost of grace in the world that your family is called to be. Let's talk about it. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Just before we go back to our calls, we want to send out a big congratulations to a longtime member of the EWTN radio family. Catholic Radio India has launched a new station, Yay! 94.3 FM, serving Lafayette, Indiana. The signal joins others serving Indianapolis, Cloverdale, Noblesville, Anderson, and Franklin. So congratulations to Gordon Smith and his team from all of us at EWTN Radio. And Amazing wherever you're work. tuning in, folks, please remember to support your local Catholic radio station. Keep it going strong and growing stronger every day so that we can continue supporting you in every part of bringing your faith together with your everyday life. With that, we are taking your calls about bringing your faith home to your family life at 877-573-7825 and all the challenges and struggles that we face in trying to make that happen in our marriage and with our kids and oh, with whatever. Give us a call <laughs> at 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Gail, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Indiana. Hi, Gail. Welcome to More to Life. Good morning. I hope you guys can hear me. We can. Clear as a bell. What's up? Awesome. Um, Well, I I actually have never called a radio station before, but I kept hearing domestic church, and I thought I should give a call because, um, you know, I'm passionate about my faith, and I have been for a long time. I'm a cradle Catholic. Um, But 15 years ago, I married a non-baptized person, and I don't think I really understood what dispensation meant. Like, I only really recently understood that it's, it was just giving me permission to be in a natural marriage without sinning, and I didn't get that until really recently. But we have an almost 10 and an almost 8-year-old. Um, we have two daughters, almost 10, almost 8, and they're really lovely. And by and large, we have a really lovely family life, but when it comes to the faith, there's extreme mixed messages coming at my daughter's. From my husband's side, it's, you know, there is no God, let alone the nuances of the Catholic Church. And Can I ask you again, when you say from your husband's yeah. side, you mean that, is that your, your, your extended family or from him specifically? Both. Well, yeah, both, because his father recently, um, when was he was in town, also uh, verbalized his beliefs and stuff, and it was really a little bit um, traumatic for my daughters just to hear it come, not just from from their dad, but from his dad, and then my, my family is the complete opposite. You know? So let me ask you, how, how do you and your, because what matters most is how you and your husband navigate these issues, even more than the extended family. So, so sure. talk to me about that. When you try to live your faith at home, what, how does your husband come alongside of you at all? Is he antagonistic? I mean, what, what's the dynamic there? Sure. So at the very beginning, he was very antagonistic. Um, and again, this goes back 15 years now. And it was sort of a bait and switch because we got married. And then all of a sudden it was like, eh, let's not go to church at all. And I was like, whoa, you know. Um, so but things have gotten better since then. Um, he'll come to Mass with us, and he's become very, very like calm about that now. Um, and they're going to start Catholic school. We did some Catholic homeschooling very successfully. Um, okay. I'm just—I feel blessed. I really do. I feel blessed. Okay. But then, my question is: Why the church allows 
these mixed marriages if the church wants us to be a domestic church. To me, it feels like an oxymoron because a mixed marriage is a non-starter if you're trying to have that goal of domestic church. And I think that's where I'm calling to get maybe some insight about okay, that. Okay, well, you know let, me, let, me, let me speak to that, that more intellectual question, but I also want to talk to sure. kind of the practicalities of it. So, yeah, absolutely. Because the church respects your free will. I mean, that's the bottom line, you know, and, and you know, I, I would argue, all right, that, that we as a church need to do a better job of teaching people what it means to be a Christian disciple. We have a tendency to assume that because the people have been sacramentalized, that they've been evangelized too, and most often they haven't. But, the, but, but see, that's, that's the family's job. That's the domestic church's job. To be. And, yeah. and see, we, we have a tendency to think that the parish or the parish school is the center of, of Christian life, and it's not. Uh, the parish exists to help support the domestic church in, ra- in raising God, the next generation of godly people. And so, you know, the, the church can't make up for the domestic church not doing its job, right? So if, if it, it can support us, uh, it can do a better job, frankly, of teaching us what we're supposed to do as parents. But, but, uh, you know, but, but ultimately, you know, we are responsible for forming the next generation of godly people. And so the church kind of assumes that when you come to, uh, to, to, the, to the pastor and say, hey, you know, I'm called to get married to this person, you know, the presumption is you've been praying about that and, and you've been formed properly in your domestic church to make that decision. And it's not the church's job to kind of come in and say, no, that's not true. Now, I believe that the church should do a better job of educating families on what Christian marriage really requires and what it means um, and, uh, and, challenge, and doing a better job of challenging those couples that come in. Um, but that's, you know, but that's, that's a pastoral issue, right? But well, the, the, the answer to your question ultimately is that, you know, the church assumes that we're doing the job that we're supposed to do, praying and discerning who God's calling us to be with. Additionally, many, many priests and bishops will say that that dispensation comes with an invitation. That because the assumption is that the couple has been formed in some way, they've made this decision prayerfully, and one spouse is not a member of the Catholic Church, it's an invitation for that to continue to grow. You know, you will be married in the church. We will look at this and, and give you this dispensation. Or with be married the under- outside of the or church. Or outside yeah. the church. With the understanding that because you've come to us in your free will to ask for this dispensation, that your faith matters to you and the two of you are going to be working on growing in it together. Which leads us back to the practical here. It sounds like your husband's growing a bit. Mm-hmm. But the question would, is, how it, can there be more of yeah, that invitation? Yeah, and, and I would really, you know, Gail. I mean, you're doing a great job. You're doing a lot of good things. You truly um, are. And we don't have a we don't have enough time to get into get into all the details of it. So I just want to speak broadly, and some of it may apply, and some of it may not. But I just want to encourage you to not be afraid. Uh, to invite your husband to, to to do simple things like praying with you at home, whether even that's just grace at meals or a simple blessing over the kids, um, just little things that he's willing to do. And, and, and listen, you have a right to expect that because that's not just a religious thing, that's a respect thing. You know, in, in, in households where you have either mixed marriages of some kind, where, you know, somebody either is, you know, not Catholic or non-Christian, um, you know, it, it, it's difficult to negotiate, but, but what what helps those couples that negotiate it well, negotiate it well, is respect, right? Like if 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 Lisa comes to me and says, you know, hey, this is important to me, but it's not important to me. It's my love and respect for her that makes me open to saying, 
yeah, you know, that's not really my thing, but I love you, and I, and I want you to feel free to share everything that's important to you with me. So I'm going to come along with you as much as I possibly can. I, I don't want you to feel embarrassed or ashamed of bringing that up. I, I, I want to be as open as I possibly can with that. And, 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 she's I, don't wanna, respect, and I don't want you to be alone in it. Yeah. I want to be with you even though it's not my thing. Now, she's going to respect, you know, my And vice questions. versa, let me say, yeah. for anybody who's thinking, is that just a one-way street? Yeah, and, and she's going to respect my, you know, my, my struggles or my questions. You know, she's going to make it okay and safe for me to say, I don't understand this, or I'm not sure about that, or how does that fit? And we're going to explore it together. But I'm going to do my best to come alongside of her because because I love her and I respect her. And, and that applies to everything, not just religion, right? And so, you know, w- when I get this call from couples on, on the air, a lot of times I'll say, well, let's not talk about religion for a second. Let's talk about anything where you and your spouse disagree. Uh, you know, d- how do you usually resolve that? And nine times out of ten, what, what, what we see in, in a dynamic where religion is an issue is that the religious spouse just gives in uh, or they agree to disagree. The one place where that's not true is religion, because so much is at stake, and that's why it becomes a flashpoint issue. And that's certainly true from the way you describe yourself and the choices you've made in raising your children, which are beautiful and heroic. And, and Gail, I would say God's calling you to really to look at yourself right now and see that you are a woman who is trying to live out your faith, which really is the soul and center of who you are, the way you are speaking your faith means everything to you and you may have been sort of muting that over the years to you know have a peaceful marriage with your husband and and you often get advice like even from pastors well you can't shove your faith down somebody else's throat mm-hmm. which of course is technically true except he did get married to you and promised to be one with you in whatever context you got married right. in and if he respects you then he owes that to you and so you need to not be and I'm not saying you are, but I've talked to many callers who can get this way. When they've had to mute their faith in one way, shape, or form for a while, they start to get angry. The important thing here is to be more of yourself instead of angry. And so, you know, you're in the middle of a conversation with him, or if it starts to get argumentative, you just pause. You don't ask permission. You don't do anything. You just right in the middle of it all say, Lord, I need you. I, you, are, you are everything to me, and I love this man, and I know you love him, and you love us, and you want us to have a great marriage. We need your help right now to be able to work this out. Amen. Where he complains to you about a rough day, and you know you want to be there for him, and you know you first you empathize with him a little bit, but then you know say, Lord, I, I I don't know what to do to help him feel better, but but help me be the wife that he wants me to be, and and needs me to be, and and really minister to his heart through me. Amen. And it's a ten second prayer, but you're bringing God into everything you're doing and inviting Him to to become more comfortable praying with you about all of that. And if He respects you as I think He does, He's going to start coming along more with you. And and it's not just going to be. Um, you know, him passively participating, but but actively participating. We talk more about this in our book, Praying For and With Your Spouse. It's a book that's designed both for couples who are on the same page, but but for couples who aren't. Uh, And how do you get more on that same page, especially if you're the faithful spouse? So I'd encourage you to pick that up as a follow-up to this conversation. Uh, And we've mentioned it a couple of times, but I think that the Catholic home community would be great for you, too, because we have a lot of folks who are in your situation who are are really... um, working through with our whole team of pastoral counselors you know how to you know charitably but 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 effectively um, really press this issue in their marriage and their
your family life uh, because you have a right as a Catholic woman to, to get that spiritual support from this person who says they love you. And not only push it, but also just create an environment in your home and family life that is full of God's love, full of respect and understanding for one another so that the person, whether it's the spouse or the kids, who lives in that environment begins to see the good in that so much that it opens up their hearts and, and creates that longing in them for more of God in their lives. So, Gail, you know, I think that these suggestions will get you started, but if you feel like you need more support, I really encourage you to become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. That's Catholic Households on Mission. And you can go to catholichom.com to learn more about that and sign up. And, and we'd love to continue this conversation with you there. We offer ongoing daily personalized support from our team of pastoral counselors, tons of resources to make living your faith more, more accessible and fun at home. Uh, I, I think you'd be uh, really impressed with all the stuff we've got there to support you in your journey. But remember, the easiest way is right here on More to Life. So anytime you need us, if you have a follow-up question, Feel free to call back in and just listen every day because many people are in your situation and you'll hear, you know, more and more about that that might give you a little little bits and pieces that the Holy Spirit wants to give you. So join us here on More to Life every day. All right. We are taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825. Our show today is titled A Dynamic Domestic Church. That's what Catholic families are called to be. But, but, but it's hard to understand what it means. Um, and we're unpacking that today on More to Life, and more than that, helping you overcome the challenges that you might face in trying to live your faith at home. Whether that's, uh, like we were talking about with Gail, being unequally yoked to your spouse, or uh, your kids are pushing back against your faith or values or the rules that you uh, apply to try to help them and guide them. Uh, if you're struggling with family prayer or other challenges that make it hard to be a faithful parent or raise good, godly, moral kids, we want to help you connect with that grace that enables your family to be that dynamic domestic church, an outpost of God's love and grace for each other and for a hurting world. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Give us a call. Let's talk it out. And as we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. And boy, does it hit home today. Choose today whom you will serve, the gods of your ancestors or the gods of the land in which you are living. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And, you know, we are constantly challenged. You know, do, do we serve the God of being overscheduled? Do we serve the God of pursuing activity over intimacy? Do we serve the God of being like the Joneses uh, and going along to get along? Do we serve the God of just being too darned exhausted to choose today whom we will serve? We have to, as much as, you know, and we're doing this show when a lot of people are really tired right now. Everybody I talk to is like, I'm so exhausted. That kind of exhaustion can lead us to an apathy that keeps us from choosing moment by moment to serve the Lord. And we serve him by creating the domestic churches that he has asked us to create in order to tend to our own souls, the souls of our spouse and our children, which we are entrusted with, and to have an effect on this hurting world. Being a family means a lot more than just kind of going, going by and getting by. It's a choice 
to love and serve the Lord every day. Bet you didn't know how important you were by having that family, but you are, and God's counting on you, and he's there for you. If you're struggling to work that all out in your life today, give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. More to Life. We'll be continuing to talk with you about what it means to be a dynamic domestic church and overcome the challenges you face in building your domestic church when we come back with your calls after this break. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled A Dynamic Domestic Church as we talk about what it means to be a domestic church and how to overcome the obstacles that are involved in being that. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Denise, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Denise. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us? Hi, good morning, good morning. Um, well, uh, first of all, I do want to just say thank you for writing that book um, on how to have uh, difficult conversations with your young adult children. I found it very helpful, and I highly, highly recommend it. Um, so today I'm calling about my daughter, who's 23, and she recently... Um, I can give you some background in a minute, but right now... Well, I have to say, we've only got about four minutes before they play us out of here, so let me maybe start with the main question, then we can ask whatever background we need. Okay, the main question is, um, 
we just had her dress altered, her wedding dress with her fiance. And mm. then um, we had a meal with her. And then we found out that she got married by the justice of the peace the Friday before. So okay, why? That's so you had a Catholic wedding set up. You got the dress altered. Everything was going on, and then boom, she's like, "No, we went to the Justice of the Peace." Uh, give me a short version of why. Yeah, what's what's the deal? Okay, um, it wasn't a Catholic wedding per se, but we could hmm. tell she was leaning back towards it. We could see that she was leaning towards it. He is Protestant. We think he might be anti-Catholic, but what we've been trying to do is to to, to strengthen that relationship, like you said in your book. So mm-hmm. we've been really spending quality time with her, loving her, just good time so we can earn that chance to talk to her, which we haven't really done yet. And so here she gets married by the justice of the peace. So all is not lost, and we still have hope, but... We don't know. I guess I'm confused, and maybe this is more than we can get into. But but like, what, why she didn't talk to you about this? She didn't tell you. So I mean, it's, that says to me that there's there's a kind of an estrangement between you guys. Because what what daughter does that without talking to her parents at all? I mean, so so has, has there been a cutoff with you guys or something? About a year ago, there was, and um, we've but we've we feel like we've repaired that, and um, not entirely. If she would do that, but but I mean, I'm not. Yeah. No, look, I'm I'm glad that you know, I'm glad that you're hopeful and I think that you're doing a lot of good things by working on the relationship and I and I think continuing to follow the book will be important. Um you told our you told our screener that you're concerned that the marriage is invalid and, and from the church's perspective of course it is. But let me just talk very briefly about what that means and and what that means to your ongoing conversation with your daughter. When the church says and we talk about this in For Better Forever, a Catholic guide to lifelong marriage in the very first chapter. Okay, when the church says a marriage is valid, what it says, what it means is that the couple has promised to do all the things that the church asks a couple to do in marriage. The main thing being help each other get to heaven, right? When you get married in the church, the main thing you're really promising is helping each other become everything God created you to be in this life and help each other get to heaven in the next. And so any marriage that doesn't promise that, at least implicitly, isn't a valid marriage. So getting in front, of, getting married in front of the JP, that's just a tax document. Right? You're, you're saying you're going to share your stuff and claim your kids, which is good. I mean, that's a basic, important social promise to make. But it's invalid in the church's eyes because you're not promising to help each other become everything God created you to be in this life and get to heaven in the next. So in talking with your daughter about this, I would resist the temptation to kind of use that term, you know, your marriage is invalid, but rather to say, you know, I'm glad you made the promises that you did. But when you get married in the church, what you're really promising is to help each other become everything God created you to be in this life and, and to get to heaven. And, and, you know, even though Jesus Christ saves us, your spouse has everything to do with what kind of shape you're in when you get there. Uh, and so, you know, getting that promise from your, your, your spouse that, that he's willing to do that is a really important thing. Uh, and that's what we want for you. We want the best for you. So, yes, we want you to be able to you know, promise to share your stuff and, and claim your kids. And, and we're happy for you to that degree. But we really want you to be able to celebrate a marriage where you know that you can count on this person to help you become everything. You can count on each other to help you become everything God created you to be in this life and get to heaven in the next. And, and we want to help do that, too. And so, Denise, to that end, I want you and your husband to be working on your marriage to make sure that you're witnessing to the power of God's love in your relationship. I want, to, I want you to keep building your relationship with your daughter through the techniques that we talk about in having meaningful conversations with your adult sons and daughters. 
um, and and I want you to you know keep praying for the opportunity to have these conversations so that because even though some of the damage has been repaired, it's not all the damage has been repaired. Otherwise, your daughter would have been talking to you about this stuff. She she doesn't trust you to be in that most intimate part of her life yet, and so there's still work to do. But I'm glad you're hopeful about doing that work, and I really commend you on the steps that you're taking. Keep it up, and if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here again on More to Life. That's all the time we've got for today's program. Thanks so much for being with us. Get out there and love the Lord. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.